0: Today, we're going to talk to a young man who entered the business in 2016 and experienced massive success right from the start. He was a young man, newly married with two very young children and left a nice cushy job to get into real estate. One thing that he said in our chat is that he made the decision to become successful. He made the decision. His greatest fear was having to go back to the old job. Fear can be a great motivator. He went on to do 31 deals in his first year, and he has increased his volume every single year since. And as we chat a little bit more later in the interview, we uncover why he's so successful. And I can't wait for you to listen to this interview. Newer real estate agents, are you making $150,000 or more in real estate this year? How would you like to believe with 100% certainty that you will? What if you knew exactly what to do every day to make money in real estate? Are you the type of person that will do the work, serve the people well? You would devote a good portion of the day on focused activities and habits to drive business if you just knew what to do. Does cold calling or door knocking or paying for leads freak you out? Good, because it freaks me out too. Are you working part-time and afraid to leave the job to go full-time into real estate? Am I speaking to you right now? Give me 15 minutes and I know I can help you. Go to 4xformula.com to learn how I created a recipe for success that anyone can do. You have the ingredients to be successful within you right now. You just need to know what to do. Learn how I earn multiple six figures working less than 40 hours a week. And here's the kicker. I get paid every single month. Want to learn how? Go to 4 xformula.com the number 4 xformula.com today we're going to meet Brent Rook from Langley BC he's not quite 5 years in the business and is making a great name for himself i recently worked with Brent on a deal actually and i thought after getting to know him a little bit more that i would it would be good to have him on the show for those of you who are getting started in the business or maybe you're struggling a little bit this is the perfect episode for you let's meet Brent Brent Rook, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, this is kind of different, everybody. We're actually meeting face to face. We got the mic right in front of us, and we're uh, we're just gonna have a chat. Like normally, I'll do it on Zoom, or we'll do it in a in a different kind of format. But uh, hey, Brent, say hi to everybody.
1: Hey, everybody, happy to be here, Kelly. Thanks for having me, man. It's uh, it's been good. We've been working on a Deal actually for the last yeah. couple days here, and it came together. So
0: yeah, yeah, very cool, uh, Brent. Uh, his office is about forty five minutes away from my office, and uh we just got talking and he he's doing some pretty cool things in his early years in real estate and and I thought, you know, we should get together, have a conversation as you guys all know my my goal is to help new agents get fired up in the business and for some reason, there just seems to be some people that just kind of they get going in the business and they and they all of a sudden they're just killing it. Right away, and then there's other people who are struggling, and they just can't seem to get their footing right. Right, and so let's let's get into you. Like, wh- how long have you been in the business now?
1: Yeah, I jumped in in 2016. Oh man, yeah. that was so, a year. Yeah, I was ah, in uh, commercial God. roofing, estimating, project managing for a commercial roofing company. Uh, did that for. Several years, and the job was basically negotiating roofing contracts anywhere from thirty thousand dollars to three million dollars, mm-hmm. um, and then negotiating with with suppliers. And I actually didn't know how well that would end up translating into real estate, which is really mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah,
0: very cool. So when you're when you're sitting down with people or talking to people, whether it's roofing or anything else, you're finding a need, right? Trying to find the best solution. That's right for them. Yeah,
1: yeah. and and just just mm-hmm. being able to. You know, numbers, especially in the Fraser Valley, the market where we're in right now, numbers of houses, like the, the price, the list prices, the sale prices, this is big numbers. And this is, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a lot at stake with either that homeowner, or that investor, whoever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so just coming from a background of already dealing with that, right, um, has, has translated very well to the point where you're comfortable dealing with people on these big numbers and, mm-hmm. and making them feel comfortable mm-hmm. through that process.
0: Yeah. yeah, very cool. Very cool. So- 2016, so we're about four years in now, and uh, you work with a partner. You've already have you always worked together?
1: Always, yeah. He yeah. is actually my realtor. Funny enough, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he was my realtor. Um, yeah, great guy, the staring guy. Yeah, love to say bad things about him, but I can't. Yeah, um, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he helped me with my first home purchase, and then my dad and I were investing in condos in Abbotsford. Mm-hmm. and buying and selling the goal was to buy and hold and get renters in and the deal was is that he would help me out uh, financially with making these purchases but he didn't ever want to go see them. he didn't want to know who the renters were like he yeah. wanted nothing to do with them. completely hands off my responsibility to pick them find make sure it was the numbers worked yeah. find the uh the renter and then go from there so darren and i started spending a lot of time together um and i started to love this real estate thing man it was yeah, yeah. It, it really intrigued me. Just the yeah. you know the prospect of, of the investment side of it, it all and crunching the numbers and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so me and Darren got to talking, and then he offered a partnership, and you know the mm-hmm. rest is is kind of history. Um, that's awesome. Remarked the house. I had wife, two kids at home, and I just said, "Hey, I'm going to leave this cozy salary we have, and we're going to jump into this world of uncertainty and see what happens." So, <laughs> that is it, did. though, yeah. right?
0: Like I, you know, like a lot of people. They get in the real estate, and, and yeah, there's that unsettling feeling, right? You don't have a guaranteed paycheck. You know that if you're going to, even if you do a deal right away, deal, you don't get paid right away, right? That could be two or three months, four months. Like You have no say in how fast you're going to get paid when you do a deal, ever. I mean, it's up to the buyers and sellers you're dealing with. So that's tough right there. So, and... You know, if it takes you four months to do your first deal, right? It's kind yeah, of yeah, it's scary. It's right? very not scary not being
1: unsure if you're going to be able to make those payments. This is going from the same payday every two weeks to having yeah. no clue. Yeah. And you know, I'm I'm super thankful the way it started. I got a couple a uh, couple of good friends that reached out instantly, even before I was licensed. They said, "Hey, my house is coming up." Like love to work with you on it right so to have that early trust yeah. really got the ball rolling and then to have a guy like Darren as a business partner to be able to bounce things off yeah. was good and i also think have, just being a little bit older like not i wasn't old getting in like 27 years old yeah. but you know not being 20 and having a bit of life experience and having experience buying and selling real estate myself was yeah. massive at least then i yeah. was comfortable with discussing the the Process right, right. Um, but it was a, it was going to be full sink or swim. My worst nightmare was having to walk with my tail between my legs back to the job that I left. Say, hey, it didn't work. And yeah. fear is a great motivation, and the need to to provide for your family too. Yeah, there was no way I was going to fail. That was yeah. the attitude. I love that because that's exactly the attitude you got
0: to have, right? And I'm actually. I'm in the middle of writing the book right now and I'm, I'm working on a chapter that's not part of the course, but the book is supposed to mirror the course. But I thought, ah, I got to put this in there. I got to talk about this. And it's funny that you bring this up because I literally last Sunday was writing this okay. right now and I was calling it, you got to, you got to get rid of the back door and you got to burn the bridge, right? Like you got to, just like a marriage, right? When you get into marriage, you're, you're, you're all in, you got to be all in. Right, and you're going to take it to the finish line, and the same thing. That same attitude needs to carry with 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 you in real estate. Because if you're kind of dipping your toes in, or you're half in, or you're, hey, I'll I'll see if this works. What's this? Yeah. Or I'll see if it works. What's it? What is it? Yeah. Right. Like, what are you saying? It is like what? what, Like, and people say this. I've heard people actually say this out of their mouths. Oh, I'll see if it works. No, you need to
1: see if you'll work. That's right. How hard are you willing to go, and how much are you? How hard are you willing to push? I think for a lot of new agents too is where where do you set your bar? It's an analogy that we often use with our kids, right? Like if you expect a kid, your kid, any kid, to behave a certain way, wherever you set the bar, chances are a kid is either going to meet it, right, or slightly, Mm -hmm. maybe slightly exceed it. I mean, where where's your bar as as a realtor? I think it's an important thing. Like don't set it low, especially when you're getting in, like. Have big goals, but there's no, I mean, you would know better than anyone, Kelly, there's no Mm -hmm. shortcut to success. There's no, No. it's not easy. You just got to go to work and that can't be part-time work. If you want to be real serious, that Mm -hmm. has to be all the time. Treat it, you know, you are a business owner. How did any, how does any successful business owner do well? Mm -hmm. They put in the work, any good business owner, any good business owner I know has Mm -hmm. put in the work. And that's always been a goal too. Like you don't want to be that guy rolling out of bed late in the afternoon or, you know, late in the morning and Mm -hmm. And starting your day slow and not, you know, being groggy around people and not, you know, if you if you respect your job and you're up and attentive and ready to go, like, good things are going to happen. Absolutely. Because that attitude prevails in everything you do, right?
0: So be a consummate professional. A professional is not going, I'm going to see if it works. That's not a professional. A professional is taking full ownership of their ability to become a professional so then they start thinking so now you that 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 carries with it okay so now what does that mean what do i need to know how do i need to help somebody when i'm sitting toe-to-toe knee-to-knee with somebody and they ask me a certain question how am i going to answer that question what information do i need to have well you got to go get it so all of those questions start entering in because it's because it's it's washing through what do i need to be to be a professional right yeah And you made that decision early on. And you said something early on before that too. You said, I'm glad I had some life experience first rather than jumping in when I'm 20. I haven't been beat up in life yet or had that experience of dealing face-to-face with people and starting to work through their needs and and getting even body language, tonality of speech, um, all those things you inherently learn. From just being in front of people and talking to them.
1: Yeah. Right. And, and being in a professional office setting for a number of years and dealing with, mm-hmm. you know, project managers from a, a general contracting company that are going to expect <laughs> you to have a certain level of competence and professionalism in what, in what you're doing, right? Like it's hard, especially at a, at a young age, to, to prove to people older than you, people that own, you know, nice big houses or whatever, whatever they own, or an investor that is very competent himself you are earning their trust to be their residential specialist or commercial specialist, whatever you're going to do. So how, how studied are you? How ready Mm -hmm. are you for that? Right. And, and, and even for myself, I knew coming in what I expected out of an agent and Darren was very good at that for me. You know, when I, when I call an agent, especially when I was looking for my house, I expected to call back pretty fast or an answer pretty fast. I'm a fairly demanding person that way. So that's what I expected. And now Coming into it, I understand, hey, like if they call me and ask me a question, you can't get back to them or never get back to them if you're not writing yeah. things down. They they want an answer. And it, it can even yeah. be, I don't know, I'll get back to you. But they want an answer. Yeah, um, yeah. just all little things that, yeah, like you said, I picked up before I, I jumped in. So thankful for that.
0: Well, that's good. And you know what? Kudos to your partner, right? Because he, he lived up to what your expectations were. You had a good experience with him. And he kind of met your level of standards that you're hoping for. And so then when you become partners, you're like, okay, I need to rise up to that. How do I rise up to that? What do I got to do to rise up to that, right? And, and all those questions start circulating in your brain to get you there, right? And, and nothing but experience is going to get you to, be, to make it easier. It's never going to get easier until you have more experience, and I think a lot of people are always looking for the easy thing. They're always looking for that blue pill or the silver bullet or whatever it is, right? Like, what's that one thing that I need to do so that I can be successful like you? And my and it's impossible. Like I've had people take me out for lunch and go, you know, I, I want to pick your brain. I'm like, okay, let's go pick my brain, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> and like it's how am I gonna do this that in an takes hour? A while. Yeah. yeah, yeah how, that's am I t- how am I gonna tell you in an hour, right? Half the people that are successful, honestly, they probably haven't thought about it. No. Right? Like they're driven by the idea of success. They're driven by the idea of being a professional. And they're driven by the idea that there's no turning back. They've burnt the bridge. They're going to succeed at this. Right? They're driven by that. So if that's the secret, if that's the blue pill, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And then everything else follows. And you in you can
1: take because you can pick it apart, and you, <laughs> we can talk about you know all day about all little things. Like you, you're showing me your your course, which looks amazing, by the way. <laughs> just even about how to handle yourself in open house. What's a, what a pre-listing conversation look like? Yeah. How do you mm-hmm. talk about commission? How do you talk about you know conflicts that may arise during a deal? How do mm-hmm. you prep a buyer? How do, like there's so many little things, and yeah, like being dialed in on every single one of those just as a professional is how you be a good agent. Like you said, there is no shortcut. No. So the goal is always to be good at all of it. Like I told Darren when I got in, we need to have good systems and processes so that we're not wasting our time on the little things and nothing is slipping through the cracks. There's always a million things to do, not just in real estate, in other careers as well. But I find especially in real estate, there's a million little things to do. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I got a new listing. Like, did I get the lockbox uh, up? Did I get my sign up? Did I fill out in these days like a COVID form. Is that ready? Is there safety protocols in place? Did I let the office have the paperwork? Did I let this other agent know? Did I, yep. right? There's a, there's a million little things on a checklist. So do you, do you have a checklist? Are you, yeah. are, you pre- are you prepared for that? Mm-hmm. Are, you, are, you, are you a person that writes things down when someone tells you them? Or are you, are you not? Because if you, if you don't write them down, <laughs> You're going to forget. You just are going to forget, right? Yeah. You remember maybe 90%. You could say, oh, I have the best memory ever. I don't need to. No, you still miss something. You don't know. And that might've led to a missed deal. Telling you, hundred percent. hundred percent. That's so,
0: fantastic. Yeah. And I love the systems thing. I was the same way. I, um, in my business, I always had teams. I always had lots of people. I always had all this stuff. And the game changer for me, I think it was right around 2001, so a long time ago. I don't even know if you'd even graduated yet, but anyway. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I remember I read a book called "The E Myth Revisited" by Michael Gerber, and it's it's about the entrepreneurial myth, right? And the idea behind that was, okay, so there's this guy. He's a plumber. He's working for somebody, and and he, he's working for a boss. And he he goes, well, what the heck's that guy doing? I'm I I know what. He knows, I know how to do plumbing and he's making all the money and he's just paying me a little, I'm going to be an entrepreneur, I'm going to have my own business. But what he doesn't understand is once he has his own business, he's not just the plumber anymore. Now he's the marketing department. Now he's the janitor. Now he's the accounting department. Now he's the, you know, he's, he's everything, right? He's customer service. He's, he's follow-up. He's, you know, so there's, there's more to it when you become an entrepreneur and, and The business will either run you or you're actually running your business. And you're only as good as your systems. Yeah. Right? Because if you get hit by a bus or you want to plug people into your business and grow your business to start to replace those parts. So much harder if you're not organized. Absolutely. you got to have systems for that. So here I am. I work with my wife and my mother-in-law. Okay? Brave man. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how how can I do that? And people go, how the heck can you do that? And I, I go, you know what? I got to be in the business 13 years before my wife and my mother-in-law got involved with me and they've been involved with me for a decade now, which is amazing. But honestly, I attribute it to the systems. Uh, And and it was a game changer from 2001 and I brought people on and I thought, you know what, if I'm going to plug people in, I got to have systems for everything. Everybody has to know their role. They got to own their roles. And there's going to be certain things that we do. So nothing ever falls through the cracks Mm -hmm. right because accountability is huge if you say you're going to do something for somebody you could by accident not do it if you don't have systems in place but you can't allow accidents to happen because that person will not care that it was a human error no or there was you could be moving
1: like to to that like you (laughs) could you could be moving a lot of houses every year like let's say you're going to get 30 to 40 listings in a year yeah. If you, you know, and, and your your percentage, I did 37 out of 40 really well that year. Didn't miss a thing. Yeah. Well, there's three homeowners, and that was their biggest asset. Yeah. That matters, right? That mattered to them, whatever little thing yeah. happened. So yeah, it, it's a big deal every time. And they're going to tell 10 detail. people.
0: It's It's actually negative is actually more powerful than positive even you know um good
1: good news travels fast but bad news travels fast as well and that's that's also another thing and and probably a a business um, model you've had for a long time as well that you know i never want that at the end of a deal or anytime throughout a deal that someone has that feeling and is going to say bad things about you right this business no matter what you spend on marketing and mail and you know, online and whatever mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. it's the best is always word of mouth, repeat, yeah. referral. That's something that Darren and I really strive to, to yeah. hold on to. And as we don't want to go find, you don't want to go find new people every, you know, all the time. Like, yeah. It's so much easier to have a warm door to come into. Oh man. Like, hey, we heard you guys are awesome. Like they, they already want to work with you. You haven't even met them.
0: You're at a whole new level when you're, when you're now meeting these people you don't even have to sell anymore. All you're doing is you're just talking about the plan. You're just talking about the next level. You're not, you're not trying to convince them of, of your, being, your greatness, right? Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people are insecure. They start to talk about all these other things or to talk, 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 talk at people. And what they need to do is they need to listen, ask the right questions, ask really good questions, Listen, take in that information, feed back that information in the way that these people want to hear it. And when you get referrals, now you're moving in the direction, you already, you're at a whole new level. And that's, that's, I, I say this all the time in my training, guys, as you move through your business, you should be building your future business at the same time as working your business today. So the seeds that you're planting today are going to germinate. You don't know when they're going to germinate. You can't pull on a blade of grass and make it grow faster, but you can plant right? Mm, that's right. You, yeah. you can plant, you can plant, you can plant. So your whole life as a realtor is about planting seeds. You want to plant good seeds. Yeah. Right. And so that's what you always should be doing. Because then I say, the next saying after that is, because when it starts to get easier, it gets easier. Yeah. And when it gets easier, it actually gets easier. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> right. And that's just say, you know, like you said, time and, and repetition over years yeah. and years and years. We yeah. have a really mm-hmm. interesting spot in my career where, yeah. I'm starting to, you know, it's coming on, we just finished four full years here now and every year it's, it's been a steady growth. And now to the point where I have clients calling me saying like, Hey, I, I want to sell that investment I bought or yeah. Hey, you know, that first place bought, we're thinking about trading up, right? Hey, we've outgrown this. Like there's all these kinds of stories where now I'm dealing with the same property on the other end that I dealt with the first time. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's been really neat cause that's never happened. It's always been, uh, you know, driving bump. it yeah that's right so that that part's really cool and it's cool to see our business plan come together where yeah there is someone i dealt with four years ago and mm-hmm. now they are using us again right like it yeah. would really suck for us to hear anyone that's gone another way and i get there's there's things that could happen like a family member getting in real estate or something sure. but in general um you know i think they stay and they're loyal and and, they, and that's the power of instagram too they can see what we're doing day to day and they can see yeah. um you know that we're still in it and yeah, it's, there's many there's many ways, but I, I love that part of it. It's very relation, very relational. Yeah,
0: hundred yeah. percent. That's fantastic, man. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So your first year you got in the business. Yeah. Um, when you count deals, you count them with your partner, like your total deals together, or is it kind of your own?
1: Or so what? the first year we were we, we counted them separate. we were both individuals. Okay. Um, and then uh, ever since then we just we just combined it, and yep. it's just a running tally for the team. But every year we do look back and see, and it's always been within a couple within a couple deals. And if one of us loses, the other guy's just mad and one's more motivated for the next year to, yeah, yeah. you know. So you kind
0: of got a little friendly competition yeah, that going right, yeah. between Yeah, that's yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So you you've said you've grown every year. Yeah. So last year you did, you're telling me, I can't remember now.
1: Yeah, we did 86 ends last year. Yeah,
0: 86 yeah. ends between the two of yeah. you. Awesome, man. Yeah. So that's super. 86 ends. Anybody be very proud to do that. And then the year before that? The year before that was
1: 68. Look at that. Yeah. I like that you know And the year before that? Uh, 61. Good for you. And then, oh, no, sorry, because that was 2019. That was 41, actually. 41. 41. And the year before that was 61. So my first year in real estate was 61 as a team. Of that, 31 of those.
0: Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay.
1: Were myself. (laughs) The second one. Excuse me. The second year, 41 ends. seemed like a really slow year, but actually our market share that year was up. From the year before, mm-hmm. the market changed a bit. Then it did. It was, a, yeah. it was just a slower year all around. Yeah. And it we actually out. and we actually were fortunate enough that we actually sold a lot of high valued properties. Mm-hmm. We actually like the the income and the market share was higher than the year before.
0: It yeah, was interesting. Awesome. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, two thousand sixteen was one of my uh, higher years in deals for us too, my, my wife and I. And um, but two thousand Eight uh two thousand nineteen was our highest grossing year. Okay. But we did we did less deals. Yeah. I think it was I don't know, ninety-two or something like that. Yeah. And but our it was higher grossing in the and than the 2016. But I think a lot of that has to do with prices increasing too. You just, you know, or the kind of business you end up gravitating to during the year or whatever, right? Like you can you can do a lot of deals and sell 10 lots to somebody and make three grand a lot. I mean, that messes up with your dollar per deal, That's right, right. yeah. But I, I do this every year. Do you know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested G&G. to know this. I'm okay. putting you on the spot. Okay. Do you know your average dollar per deal?
1: Uh, I have it on a spreadsheet somewhere. Do you? Do I know it off the top of my head? Like, no, I don't. Yeah. That's
0: awesome that you have it on a spreadsheet, yeah. though. Even that alone is ahead of everybody else that I know, right? <laughs> and the fact that I asked you your last four years and you knew your numbers,
1: that's awesome. Well, we got a big whiteboard <laughs> on the wall in our office. Yes. So that goes where all the listings and listing leads on one side, all the buyers and buyer leads on the other yep. side. And then on the far right, we have just our, our deal tally for the year. And yep. every time you do a deal, you you know, you're marking off subjects removed. Oh. Put a blue square around the name, a little blue tick up there. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's that's awesome, man. It, so we track it all year. It's an it's, adrenaline it's a lot rush of fun. Yeah. every time. Yeah. And then uh, Darren and I just have this thing where we text like a, a GIF back and forth to each other, whatever it is, or try to relate it to the client and the other guys to guess like what deal you did. Yeah, um, Just keep, keeps it fun, right? Yeah. And that's how we know. And then, so when the year's over, we take that total, we just write it up top and then you erase like last year, 86 little ticks, right? Gone. Yeah. And that's like oh shit, like, here's Starting over here we yeah. go. <laughs> I blank slate. Nothing. Let's go, right? Yeah, blank slate. And how are we going to do that again and you know, get back to work, right? Yeah, love it. So.
0: I do the same thing. The board, I call it the board. Got to fill up the board. Got to fill up the board. That's that's our rally cry, right? Yeah. And and of course, we move out of the office. I had the office all set up, all the visual stuff I need. But that's a scoreboard, yeah. right? That's a scoreboard. Like if, yeah. you th- if you're playing a game, you need a scoreboard, yeah. right? If you're watching a football game, and they had—they don't have the score up, and you're watching all these guys bang into each other. Sure, it might be a little bit entertaining, but it's not near as entertaining as when you know the score.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. And and it is and, a driver and a motivator. Yeah, and like and, all the way through.
0: And even the players—they yeah. amp it up, right? If the cl- if the score is close and they know that because they're you know and time is running out, right? You get near the end of the year or whatever, time's running out. What do you do? You amp it up. Yeah. Right, You've, You find ways to do things that you didn't even know you could do yeah. or or your focus itself, just your focus, the pure focus in itself will actually help opportunity come in front of you because you're focusing. Yeah, yeah. to right?
1: have just a visual representation of what's going on too. I especially yeah. find that with lead and prospect names. If you yeah. have a prospect that you know is going to do something in the next year or whatever, yeah. name goes on the board. Last Everybody's on. on the board. So yeah. we got we got our active buyers, we got our active sellers, and then we have in blue on the right side is just... People that we know are going to make a move, that have talked to us, that yep. it's just... Uh, and then once in a while, you might just come across a name be like, hey, you know what? I haven't talked to that guy in like two, three months. like yep. It's time to check in, see what's yeah. going
0: on. Right? Awesome. Love it. But that's what you guys got to do. You got to keep score, man. You got to keep it in front of you. You know, we talk about the goal setting session. I actually... I, I, I create a goal sheet. And I actually even made it so simple where you cut it out and you stick it in a frame. And it breaks down all your goals, right? I mean, the deal goal... And you know the 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 money goal, a gross commission, like those are what I call lag measures. That's that's kind of from all the effort, yeah. right? Like yeah. per month and per year, right? It's so a lag measure. It's easy to measure, right? Deal completes, you look at what you made and you add it up and goes back and you know you tally it, right? Yeah. But the measures that are hard to measure that a lot of people don't measure is what does it take to get there, right? And it's the leads, yeah, right. So I break it right down to a daily activity, two leads a day, right? That's where I yeah. get to.
1: Hey, mention that day. I love that. That's just a simple... Simple. Simple, everyday, have it top of your yeah. mind and be like, what did I do today? Yeah.
0: yeah. I used to have a, what I called... I'm going to go back to it because it's crazy because I went off it, but I'm going to go back to what I called the day list. And I used to have this piece of paper. It's so funny. And I had the date and I had my goals on the top. I had everything on there. And then I would have buyer's. I had sellers, and then I had things I had to do, like just little nitty gritty things, just, you know, and I just a little quick note, and I had all these little codes for all these different things. Okay. And then down below, I had a little spreadsheet of the listings, where they were at, when they expired, when I got deals on them, when they were sold, when they had an offer on them. Like I did, I just, and I, I did a day list every day. I would update the day list every day, and then I would fold it up. And I fold it in three and it went in my pocket or went in my back pocket or went in my phone thing and I carried it with me and I... I would take it, I'd be in a coffee shop or I'd be driving down the road. You know, in the days when you could do this yeah, yeah, crazy yeah. stuff, you're driving down the road, you got your yeah, phone on your ear. On your and you're doing yeah, all yeah. Can't do that up anymore. Piece of paper yeah. Hand,
1: yeah.
0: And I I, I literally would have yeah. the folded up piece of paper folded open on my steering wheel. I mean, this is horrible. Yeah. Don't ever do this. But I had it on my steering wheel and I'd have my phone going and I'd be dialing yeah. as I'm driving down the road because every moment counted, yeah. you know. And, uh, and I didn't want to have to look for things. I, everything was in front of me all the time. It was always in front of me. Yeah, and awesome. I knew exactly where I was yeah. at. And one of the things at the very top of the day list was blank leads today. Yeah. And I had to put two in there. And then I had two lines beside it and I had to write the people's names. Yeah. And that just made me be accountable. It made me kind of go, I got to fill that in. I got to fill it. Because the day didn't end. Till the day, day so list was, was done. done.
1: Yeah, you gotta check it off. Right? My day didn't yeah. end. And see, tied to that, um, and this goes to you know, <laughs> keeping a scoreboard and having a visual there. Yeah. I'm a little bit old school, I guess some people wanna call it that, but I have a day planner. It's uh and this is every year in real estate, like yeah, I need it. This this thing is like unreal. So some a lot of people just track all their appointments, meetings, and every all their to dos on their phone. Yeah. Um, and and they tie it all together that way. I, just, I like having like my phone that's just phone calls, messages, all that, all our Instagram, all that. But my like day-to-day scheduling and everything goes in this book. And I, much like a scoreboard, I don't think a realtor can or should live without, like you were talking about the visual representation, your daily tasks. Like same thing here, like every... Every week, every day has this thing, and it's just notes on notes on leads on appointments. And it's awesome, it's um, just a mess. It, it, I love yeah, it. It's, it's just it's chaos, but <laughs> Look at you know this. what? It's, it's, it's awesome. organized chaos here, and that's that's really what that's really what you know the good people need but to know. So no holes in the bucket, man. Every day here, right? And yeah, um, yeah, and and you know, gifts and prospects, and it all just comes in here. And that way, I transferred over. It's like my Sunday night. It's my it's my relaxing ritual. It's like yep. you pull it the last week, you transfer it over to the Next week, so you know what you got coming up, starting on the next yep. week. And then Monday comes, and you're like, bam, you already know. Like, we got our team meeting first thing Monday morning, and I got yeah. this, this, this going on, and off you go. Um, without this, I would be an absolute mess. Yeah. This is what keeps me going. And, and uh, it looks
0: like absolute chaos. People, you can't even, like, but you know what? It's awesome. because it right But there's something about writing, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's why all the tools that I give for, for all the agents, it, it can start off with the writing thing to create a habit and to create a, an understanding of what you need to do to keep yourself on track, people can turn it in. I mean, you can do it online. You can have a word document. You can load things into your phone. You can get a little, uh, you know, activity app or whatever, and you yeah. can plug things in. There's lots lot of different ways to, to handle that
1: on a phone, I think. Yeah.
0: yeah. And that's all cool, yeah. but it starts with the habit. It starts with the understanding of what it does for you, what that habit does, but it's creating that habit. And once that habit is formed, it feels weird not to do it. Yeah. Right? Like if yeah. you... when
1: Oh, I feel naked without that bug. Yeah. Like like I, you,
0: <laughs> even when... I, I remember needed. going on vacations for a week. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I got to do my day list. No, I don't. I'm on yeah. freaking vacation. And then I come back after the vacation and it'd be like, oh, man. Like I, I, and I'd be, it'd take me like way longer to get my day list done yeah. because I've been away from it for a week. And it just felt weird and it felt, you know crazy but that's how ingrained that habit needs to be yeah so it's powerful on your day-to-day yeah Yeah, that's so awesome man love it so you have one partner now and we were talking we were kind of talking about different things and you're saying our goal is to build a team yeah of people and i've had the teams i've done the whole thing i've done the you know the crazy stuff i'll tell you man. That's a whole other conversation, but honestly, in team building, if anybody is thinking about this, and this is just kind of we're going to talk about this right now, but in in my mind, the team, the first member of your team, is someone who organizes you, and and takes d- takes on the the fifteen dollar an hour stuff, because your time. If you d- divide out your deals by the time you put in and you create a dollar per hour? Have you ever done that?
1: Yeah, you shouldn't be sitting behind a computer doing Absolutely,
0: you know, man. Your time, yeah. I'm looking at this right now. I already know what your time is worth. Your time is worth close to $300 an hour.
1: That sounds pretty good,
0: right? Yeah. It is. Yeah. We we can make we have the opportunity to make more money than a lot of lawyers, than doctors, dentists, a lot of professionals that go to school for 4 to 10 years. 5 months in a real estate course and 3 grand later when we're on the we're on the streets doing real estate. That's amazing amazing
1: how quick you can turn that around. That's mind blowing, right? Like I I, I decided to jump into it. It was May and I was in October. I was done and I was ready to rock. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. You're
0: diving in and then, and, and then your first year, whatever, you, you know, you probably made more money your first year than you
1: ever. Oh I blew my salary out of the water. I was, and I was, it was really scary coming in, but once it started rolling, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's the attitude you got to have people. Treat it like an absolute job. There's no turning back. This is what you do every day. You live, eat, breathe real estate. And until you get to the point where words start coming out of your mouth, and and you know when you're when you're meeting with people and you're seeing a situation or you're seeing a certain personality, you just start to know how to deal with those things, right? Well,
1: and and to, and to rewind to what you're saying too about just the, the deals and and how much you know. You said you can make more than lawyers and doctors and all. Mm-hmm. You you can be successful, but it, again, like back to the beginning of our conversation too. How like how did you, how did you get there? Like you know, we can find success, but how did you get there? Well, you did. You did a million little things right,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? That's what we're talking about. We're talking about our scoreboards, we're talking about our day planners, we're talking about being organized, writing things down, yeah. checklists, like all, all you know, how are you dealing with people, being positive, so many little things. Mm-hmm. And 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 ultimately running your business as, t- to say your words, Kelly, not letting your business run you. And, and yeah. to me, that is the big important thing. Like be a professional all the way through. Like you need to run this business like a, yeah. like a huge business that it can be. Yeah. So if you're not taking yourself seriously or you're not giving it 110%, like you're, it's just not – it's never going to get there.
0: Yeah. And it isn't going to help you.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. what is it? Yeah. What is it?
0: You know, oh, I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to yeah. give it a try. Well, give what a try? Yeah. You think the – Real estate angel is going to come down and go, you are blessed. Here you yeah. go. I'm going to give you a bunch of deals. Here you go. Yeah. Oh, it worked. It worked. Awesome. Thank you. No. <laughs> Stop it. Stop thinking that way. Anyway. Exactly.
1: <laughs> oh, man. This has been awesome. Yeah. I uh,
0: So tell me a little bit about growing up as a kid.
1: Yeah. So um, yeah, I grew up in... Uh, um, kind of Dutch conservative family. I uh, okay. grew, grew up in a, a Christian household and nice. Um, yeah, yeah, great great parents. I, I a lot, lot to be lot to be thankful for. Um, we're still like, and that, that also um, welcomed us into to a bigger um, church community, which we're still a part of across the, the Fraser Valley, right? Which you just yeah. you grow up and, and you meet a ton of people. Um, but yeah. so I, I was born and raised in Chilliwack. I was born in Surrey, moved to Ch- Chilliwack shortly after that and then uh, we were there for most of my childhood and my dad was just kind of doing odd jobs like early on and then um as he got more successful then we started to kind of trade up and move up and they bought our first place in chillock and sardis yeah moved to langley um and then we were we were there and i went, went to high school in langley and just fell in love with just sports and yeah you know hanging out with people i've, I've always been really outgoing and, and played a lot of sports and some was okay at, some I wasn't, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, Did you ever play football? a lot of fun. No, never football. Played okay. a lot of a lot of hockey, um, okay. a lot of volleyball in high school. That was the, the school sport for the guys was volleyball. Mm-hmm. So, they um, had a lot of fun doing that. Awesome. And then, um, yeah, I got married fairly young, um, especially by today's standards. I think I was 20, yeah, 21.
0: Wow. I got married.
1: That is young. Yeah. My wife yeah. was uh, um, 20. She just turned 20 at the time wow and it's been so it's almost 10 years You've got a 10 year anniversary coming up cool man that's big, awesome big thing this year um and that's <coughs> that's kind of i guess a brief story if you want me to go into yeah. more detail there, but...
0: so what was your childhood like so you grew up in Chilliwack.
1: yeah what school did you go to we went to john calvin in yarrow
0: oh yeah. really yeah. oh you're out in yarrow there okay yeah very cool i um yeah that's awesome so what was your relationship with with your with your dad like How was that? Was it good?
1: Yeah, it was good. Yeah, my dad worked a ton when I was really young. So, like, I don't remember much, like, I'd say up to the age of 12 or so. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, he actually, um, he was was an alcoholic Mm -hmm. um, and then got better. And in my teenage years, like, was very much present and around in my life. And But when I say got better, a bit of a caveat to that, like, I, I was... I was young, right? Like, I didn't know there was any issues or anything. Like, yeah. it was It was a good household. It, it yeah. really was. Um, and so I didn't really know that. I was too young to understand. But then um, when I got older, like, yeah, and I knew that he had just got better. And, you know, Dad was just kind of around more. And, um, yeah, it was, he was great. So our relationship was really strong. And to the point where after high school, I ended up working for him. Because it's his roofing company that I
0: worked Okay, for. gotcha.
1: Um, I, I Got you like, I went to Quantland first. I was gonna go to school and you know go to school for business and yeah. do all this stuff. But one year in, I'm like, I'm not making any money. I don't like sitting <laughs> here learning all this stuff. My relationship was getting more serious. I wanted to go you know have some money to get yeah. married and take this girl out on dates and you know you know just do things right. Yeah, yeah. So left that. I'm like I'm gonna go be a roofer. So off I went. And I was, I'm a ticketed uh, red seal flat roofer. Did that for a bunch of years and then okay. and then into the office at 22. So I worked uh, for his company. Uh, up until up until I went to real estate,
0: so your dad was an entrepreneur. Yeah.
1: yeah, so he
0: he built his business up.
1: Yeah, from the ground starting in '96. Yeah, yeah.
0: So you saw yeah. that, right? Saw as a kid, yeah. like that's you can't help but be influenced by that, right? Yeah, you know, and and then you and you saw the success of that.
1: Yeah, right? and it grew from you know nothing, and some of the houses that we rented in Chillicothe, man, <laughs> pretty <laughs> pretty scary if I didn't drive by them now. Yeah, um, but. Yeah. Uh, to go from that to to him starting this company and now being really successful, I mean they're one of the biggest uh, commercial roofing companies uh, in the valley for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really neat to see, and then to work for him, my dad. Yeah. My I always had a chip on my shoulder. My dad, he hated nepotism. So for those of you that aren't sure what the term nepotism it's it's favoring mm-hmm. your kid or family in in business or mm-hmm. whatever it is, like just having them favored. So even on the roof, I I was the boss's kid. So. Right. I didn't never wanted that stigma behind that to be associated with me, so I had to outwork people, Mm -hmm. and uh, outwork people to get their respect. Because I otherwise I was a silver spoon kid who didn't work hard on the roof, and nobody liked you, right? Right. Um, And it's not you know it's it can be a rough crowd on the roof too. So Mm -hmm. you know you gotta you gotta work hard to earn these guys respect, and Mm -hmm. so it started there. Mm -hmm. And then when when he pulled me into the office, uh, I was 22. I was the youngest estimator around. Um, Everyone I was dealing with was older than me. Um, again, now so now I'm in the office and I'm the youngest, so I had that opportunity given to me, right? So, no one, why would anyone respect you at that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What if they wanted that job? Did you earn mm-hmm. it? Well, your dad owns the company, so did you? So, I had that, and again, chip on my shoulder, so I just started mm-hmm. getting to work. And then, you know, as the years went by and estimating, I ended up selling, selling the most out of the like new construction division in the mm-hmm. company. Mm-hmm. And I was getting paid the least because my dad didn't want to show any favorites. Right. And like, I there's a lot of, there's a lot of good lessons to be learned from that. Like I look yep. back now yeah, at the time, it was frustrating. It's like, Hey, this guy's making like twice as much as me. And I just outsold him by $2 million in roofing. Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on here. Yeah. Right. And that can be frustrating. But then you look back on it now as I'm older, it's like, yeah, you, I, I would have been entitled. And it was nice to mm-hmm. to have to have all that and want to prove myself for so many years. Yeah, it was. It drove me. Right. Yeah. And so thankful for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So those are seeds that get planted, right? And you know, think about those things, you guys. Like in in your past, like what 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 things have taught you what you need to learn, and you know what, it might be. Gosh, I've had it pretty easy, right? But. Make that a motivator, right? Like fear of failure can be a huge motivator. It can be a huge demotivator, right? Because now you're just scared of everything.
1: Yeah.
0: But fear of failure, you should really fear that. Right. Like, be, like that should be your biggest fear.
1: And use it to, like you said, motivate you, not scare you.
0: Absolutely. Because when there's times that we need to overcome things in order to do what we need to do to build a business, and... I'll tell you a story about my wife actually, right? Because she, she really, she's just not a business person, right? She was just, she was an at-home mom for 13 years and, and, and just a lovely person and everybody loved her and she just wanted the nice, easy stuff. She just wanted to deal with the, the easy deals, right? Like, you know, uh, you know, referrals that come back and now they're dealing with us and they're happy to deal with us and she gets to deal with them and it's just this happy, fun little little thing, mm-hmm. But there'd be all the, every once in a while something un, uncomfortable would come up, and I would say, "No, you got to do it." And she would say, "But you're just good at that." And I'm going, "Well, yeah, I've been doing this for 15 years now, right?" But you got to get good at it. And she would get mad at me. We'd actually have not, not really a fight, but she right, kind of get really. mad at me a little bit. Yeah. And I go, "No pass back."
1: That's right. Yeah. I right? pass
0: the ball, no yeah. pass back, and that became our little our little joke. Yeah. I actually did a. Uh, podcast episode on this exact thing, and I call it No pass back. But, but I mean, I said, when Russell Wilson throws the ball, we watch football together. It's the smartest thing I ever did. I got my wife to like football.
1: Very smart, man. Yeah,
0: man. and she's yeah. like, so Sundays are all, get, all good, right? Beautiful. But anyway, and I said, Russell Wilson throws the ball to the receiver. He catches the ball. He doesn't go and runs into and he looks at this this crazy guy running at him that's going to hammer him. He doesn't turn around and go, Russell, can you have the ball back, please? He doesn't do that, right? He's no. got to go at head. it. He's got to yeah. take it ahead, yeah. right? He's got to bash yeah. ahead. And so, And I. And, but out of that now, and I'm so glad I did that. And I don't know why, but I, I just decided I'm going to operate that way because I knew it was good for her. And I wanted her to grow with me. I didn't want her to feel like she wasn't growing with me. Because I mean, you grow, mm-hmm. right, as, a, as, oh, a, as from, a person. So
1: all the little conflicts and issues that arise in real estate, you grow. And yeah. I, think,
0: I think some tensions build up in marriages because they're not growing together. They're not talking about this stuff. They're not thinking, right? And so I actually said to her, I said, I, I can't do it because it's, I I it's for you I'm doing this. It's not me shifting off or being lazy or, or not wanting to do it. I'm doing it. She goes, you're doing it to prove a point, aren't you? And I'm going, yeah. I am. I'm sorry. I am. Yeah. But then she'd do it. Yeah. And now you know what
1: succeeded from it. She's amazing. She is
0: an amazing. She is a way better real estate agent than I am. She is like amazing real estate. I say this all the time. She is. She is freaking awesome. She's an amazing realtor. And I know if I got hit by a bus today, that she would be fine and she would be able to. To get business, she'd be able she to stir stuff it. up, she'd be able to handle it, all the situations she'd be able to navigate through. I know she can handle it and I know she'd be great. So that alone gives me huge peace, mm-hmm. you know? And but that's part of it, right? And your dad, probably looking at you today, seeing you succeeding in real estate, probably gives him a huge sense of pride you know to oh, kind of look like, at that
1: well, like my biggest fan out there yeah Is they right? also the first to critique and criticize <laughs> it, right which is what he's always been but it's good right it keeps you humble yeah. you need you need your family and you need your close friends to dial you down a notch when you think you're when you think you're becoming oh, hot man. stuff right you know, which is good for you
0: you know you learn more when you stay humble yeah for and sure. you know, when you think you're all that it there the, the learning stops man like it's it's good to always be keeping yourself in check there's always room for improvement um, I have people all the time, like just with the training course I'm and I'm talking to people on LinkedIn and go, Hey, can I help you out? Can I help you out? No, I don't need any help. Well, maybe you do, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, right yeah. In fact, probably you know, we all do. We're all still learning and yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that is something that, you know, I, I wanna mm-hmm. get across with people too. Like you mentioned too, we're, we're talking about growing our team and mm-hmm. well, we've been sitting down with some people lately too, and you know, I am asking these agents, like, Hey, how many how many ends did you do last year? Like what's mm-hmm. what's your business like? And they'll go, Oh, I did, you know, seven or 11 or, you know, yeah. whatever the number is. And they're like, you know, but I saw like growth my business. It was a good year. And I, I, I wanted, you know, I, I think I think want to give it another shot. And, you know, um, they're, they're intrigued by the the prospect of joining a team. But obviously when you join a team and all like my assistant and my office space and systems and processes and support group is all given to you, obviously something has to come back in return, which is some of the commission yes. from the deals, right? That's how this relationship works. Yes. But what I found that when we start to have those conversations um, some of these newer agents are really getting hung up on just that, that little bit of money that they have to give up for, yeah. them, right? And like, i might, I look at them I'm like, you need to somehow see past that, you know, yeah. we're going to pull you from, you know, through all this, from those seven deals to, you know, 25. And now what does that look like, right? Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's being able to understand that growth and, and what, what that team atmosphere can, can bring and to be able to learn, Yes, I never had to do real estate on my own. I joined Darren; it was awesome. But man, did I ask a lot of questions that first year? Like I was hungry. I just dove into everything. Yeah. And then you know, to sometimes to like to the point where you know you're almost scrambling. Like, did I do that right, Darren? Like, was that okay? Like, how did I do? (laughs) Yeah, for Um, sure. You know, just a quick check. (laughs) But it's it's amazing to have a team and a a partnership. And I think we all need to be every year trying to learn how to grow. And now I want to help someone else. You know, join our team and and make that growth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. Yeah, start with a bin.
1: Yeah, well, we do have our one assistant. I don't want to talk too much about Lindsay, but she she has been on the team for like two and a half years now.
0: Oh, okay, and she awesome. is like okay. awesome. Like yeah, she keeps. That's who you need line
1: in check. Yeah, she is fantastic.
0: Type A so, personality, never wants to do sales, but just wants to kick ass. Yeah, she's make great. You well, we're
1: trying to push her to get her license so that we can, you know, yeah. her, so her role, her role can grow even more. But she's oh, not thinking awesome. about it. So oh, she cool, man. To this and thinks about it a little harder.
0: Very cool. Yeah, growing is great, and uh, but getting the systems in play first, um, establishing your culture, right? Because your business should have a personality.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: And it does yeah. actually, I, just from what I've seen you guys yeah. doing and stuff. Awesome. I love yeah. some of the stuff you're posting and everything. Yeah. And But having that personality so that people kind of go, yeah, that's them. Yeah.
1: Right? You want to attract mm. business, right? So yeah. like, you can have it like I like, you, you said happy homeless BC and like just getting to know you, Kelly, like you're <laughs> fun to be around, right? Happy mm. guy um, and, and positive. And that I think attracts people. Mm-hmm. And like, our motto has always been we want to be professional but yet fun so i'm hoping mm-hmm. that like that's all our content on instagram is all through that lens mm-hmm. so like, hey we will handle your real estate deal for you from point a to point b and it's gonna go amazing yeah, yeah we're gonna have a lot of fun doing it too like look yeah. at what we're doing and yeah. that is what i hope when people stand back and you just look at it all they're gonna say about leffers and ruck that's yeah. the goal
0: awesome yeah. man love it you know what i think i've taken up pretty well enough of your time i appreciate your time yeah, it's been great. First, let's, first let's, time
1: experience for me on. Sunday. Yes, it's so
0: pretty cool, yeah, it's man. Fun. I like that. Yeah, I'm glad we did this. I um, let's leave. Let's leave the audience with one last thing. Okay, brand new agent, just got in the business. They've joined a company, and now they've got to start their business. What should they do first?
1: Find a. a Either join an awesome team that you think is going to propel you and teach you a lot, mm-hmm. or I would say have a mentor, or someone who knows and can help you along the way. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to guide everything that you do, but you definitely need a sounding board. For me, that was my business partner, Darren, yes. who I had. But you, you're going to need someone who is there for you to help you through it.
0: Yeah, That's what I think. Yeah, Keep you in your lane. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And get busy. Yeah. Right? Get busy. Like, if nothing else, I say to people all the time, when you first get into real estate, go look at 50 houses. Just go look at them. You don't even have to have buyers. You don't have to have... It doesn't matter. But establish a neighborhood based on a target market that you think is a good target market. Right? Get a handle on on the where the 40% of the sales are happening, right? Whatever price point that is, figure out what that product type is. We talk about this a lot in the quick commission blueprint. We talk about this and, and then just go look at every single bit of product in that price point, like get intimate with it and understand all the different nuances and what all the little differences are. As
1: soon as you talk to anyone, you know what you're talking about. Yeah. You've been there, you know. And
0: then what'll happen is it's, it's frequency illusion. You ever heard of that? When you focus on something, like you ever buy a, like a, you have a white Ford pickup or whatever, yeah. right? Now you see white Ford pickups everywhere yeah. Oh, yeah. when you're driving around. Yeah. That's called frequency so you know illusion, this. right? right. And, and so it's that kind of idea, though. But that same thing can work for your brain when you're focusing on what you want, when you want to go after. And when you start to think about the avatar of the people moving into those neighborhoods, the sellers that are selling in those neighborhoods, the the wants and needs of those people, and you start to think about all those things... And you start drilling down on it. What's going to happen is those people are going to come into your, your path. And you don't even, it's not like some divine, like you're conjuring it up mm-hmm. or, or manifesting. That's not what I mean. It's just that you're going to notice it yeah. because you're focused on it. And it's called frequency illusion. That's, that's, that's a fact. It's we really talk about that in a book. Yeah. But I mean, that is a big thing. Honestly, like if nothing else, like first thing, like you're two weeks in the, or yeah. first week in the business. Go do that. Yeah. Freaking look at houses, yeah. man. Yeah,
1: look at houses. That's season, your product. And you want to get in front of people. Right? Yeah, get in front yeah. of people. uh, I'll I'll leave you with one thing. This is on my, it's on my bio too. It's like my favorite saying that I go by. Um, You gotta be hungry, be humble, and always be the hardest worker in the room. Take that mindset wherever you go. That's Dwayne The Rock Johnson right there. I
0: love it. I love that one. The three H's. Yeah. (laughs) Three H's, man. Be hungry, be humble, and be the hardest worker in the room. There you go. Brent Rook, a.k.a. Dwayne, The Rock Johnson. <laughs> yeah, thanks, <laughs> Kelly. Yeah, right on. That's yeah. awesome, man. Thank you so much, Brent. I appreciate it. And uh, thanks hey. for
1: having me on the show, Kelly. You betcha. Pleasure. Wow.
0: What a great episode. I hope you got a lot out of this episode with Brent Rook. I love how he's so organized. I love how he puts his goals in front of him and reminds himself to keep score and constantly improve and get better. He has the right attitude and the right mindsets. And sometimes that can be such an enormous difference maker. You are who you associate with. Your mind absorbs input all the time. And so it's important to control that input. Stay plugged in. Keep coming back every single week. I remember what Brent said. Be hungry, be humble, and be the hardest worker in the room. Let me ask you a question. Do you believe it's possible to be paid every single month in real estate? Every month every single month, a minimum of one commission check without missing a month. Well I'm living proof of that for almost 18 years straight. How many months is that in a row and counting by the way? Um, that's like 216 months in a row and counting you can too. All you need to do is you need to know that someone else has done it me and then you you can you know it can be done. I'm willing to teach you. I'll tell you right up front it's not sexy. Like it's not like a green pill that you swallow and the world changes in front of you it takes focus and it takes effort and it takes commitment but it can be done with the right tools strategies and information for those of you who are ready to take their real estate business seriously and get into the top 20 percent of producers in your area you do two things religiously that's how you do it you learn and you apply but i've learned that the challenge for new agents is what to learn and what to apply that's the confusing part because there's so much noise out there i encourage you to go to forexformula.com and learn everything that you need to know to attract business and then attain business i got new lessons coming in all the time i've got a new one ready to go and you can become a member right now for 67 dollars Get access to the whole night, 10 and a half hours of videos and 24 tools for as long as you want. Cancel any time, no contract, no obligation. Well, there's one obligation. There's one obligation. All I ask is that you apply the steps and tell people about how this course has changed your life. That's all I ask. $67. That's it. No surprises, no gimmicks, just solid systematic real estate training that will help you take over your marketplace. And finally, Create consistency in your real estate life. Is it possible to create monthly commission checks? Yeah, the answer is yes. Why not? I've done it for over 216 months and counting. It's still going. Just simply learn and apply. That's it. I'm offering this $2,000 course to my listeners for a very limited time. The next 100 members for just $67 a month. I think a few people have already in there. So it's less than 100 people now. And I promise as long as you stay as a member, the price will never change. You're grandfathered in at this price. Go to forexformula.com, get started. At least go there to get the free book. The quick commission blueprint, that's free. Hit the link that says, I want that free book. And if you're interested in teaming up, by the way, team is important, right? Brent was talking about that. And I don't wanna be a teammate that takes any of your commission. I mean, if you're interested in exploring the EXP model that is just going crazy right now, then we can actually be team members and i won't ask you for any of your commission but it's so cool because i can help you succeed and you will reap the benefits of that success from the amazing exp model and from our own coaching together we're going to work together and from working together we'll will reap those benefits and then the company will actually compensate me a little bit when you succeed but it doesn't come out of your commission that's pretty win win huh let me know if you're interested and let's talk about it look for me on instagram kellyjohnston.training send me a DM, and then let's talk about it. Take care. Have a super week.